So Mark 4, 3 through 8, I'm going to read from the NIV. And verse 3 says, listen, this is Jesus uh, speaking. It says, a farmer went out to sow his seed, and as uh, he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where uh, they did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. It says, but when the sun came, the plants were, uh, the, the plants were scorched, uh, and they uh, withered because they had no root. The other seed fell among the thorns, which grew and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Uh, still other seed fell on good soil. Uh, it came up, uh, grew and produced uh, crops, some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100. Now we look further on. Jesus goes on to teach uh, a little bit about what this whole parable was about. He goes on to explain it. And he explains it in verse 13 through 20. And so as we look at verses 13 uh, through 20 here, uh, it says that um, uh, uh, Jesus then said to them. So now we're still in Mark four, but we're just in verse 13 uh, through 20. It says, then Jesus said to them, uh, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? So now understand. So, so mark that down, because what Jesus said to them, how, so you don't understand this one. If you don't understand this one, how will you not understand? How will you understand anything? Meaning I'm trying to explain something basic here. OK, and this is fundamental. And if you don't understand this, you won't understand anything else that I'm teaching. OK, so so mark that down because we're going to get we're going to get back to, 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 to that as far as what he meant. So he's saying, if you didn't understand this one, how will you understand any parable? Uh, verse 14, he says, the farmer sows the word. Some people are, are, are like a seed along the path where the word is uh, uh, sown. I mean, there's somebody else in here. Hold on one second. So again, uh, verse 13, so Jesus said to them, uh, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word, so, uh, sows the word. So he, he was explaining to them that the seed in this parable represented the word, right? He said, so the farmer sows the word. Some people are like the seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, it says Satan comes and what? And takes away the word that was sown to them. Verse 16, other like the seed sown on a rocky place, they hear the word and once they and, and they at once they receive it with joy. Verse 17 says, but since they have no root, they only last a short time when trouble or persecution comes because of the uh, because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still, others like seed sown among the thorns hear the word, uh, but the worries of this life, uh, the deceitfulness of, of wealth and the desires of other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Verse 20, others like seed sown on good soil will hear the word, accept it and produce a crop. Some 30, some 60, some 100 times what was sown. Now, here's the thing. I'm not going to talk about good ground. I'm not going to talk about, you know, what that means for the thorns because I did teaching on that and we could do it again. But that's not what tonight's about. Um, uh, it, so, so we see the parable about the seed, right? And the importance of the seed. He says the seed's the word of God. Uh, we also see the importance, right, of the conditions for the seed to grow. Because remember, he talked about some of it being uh, 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 thrown uh, on, 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 you know, rocks or whatever, and it can't take root. And then, you know, sometimes the thorns grow up with it. So we see what the importance of the seed being sown. We see what the seed is, the seed being sown. We see the importance of the conditions for growth. But watch this. And so, and so we see this, this, this importance, right? But not only do we see the importance of Jesus used as far as the seed regarding the seed being the word of God, he also uses the seed. Watch this, because I want to talk, focus on the importance of the seed. Watch this. The seed, he compares the seed in another parable to the kingdom of God, okay? So we see him comparing the seed to the word of God. Now we see him comparing the seed to the kingdom of God in Matthew 13, 31. 
was coughing a little bit. So we see the so we see him comparing a seed to the to to the word of God. Now we see him comparing the seed to what to the kingdom of God. Matthew thirteen thirty one. He says he told them another parable. Watch this. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds come and perch its branches. And so we see this emphasis or this need to use the seed, right, in these parables to compare them to things. And so he uses the seed to compare to the what? The word of God. He uses the seed to compare to what? The kingdom of God, right? And we understand that in order for a seed to do what it's supposed to do, a seed has to what? Has to be planted in order for it to grow. The power, watch this, the power in a seed is manifested after it is planted, after it is nourished, and has time to what? Time to grow. So we know we've got seed. We know it's got to be planted. We know that it's got to be planted in, in, in the right spot. It's got to be nourished. The conditions have got to be right for growth. And then in time, it does what? In time, it grows. It, it, look, and the seed itself can look useless and can look minuscule, minuscule until time has passed for the seed to grow. And the growth of the seed can uh, depends on what? The conditions in which it's planted. Now watch this. I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even talking about seed right now. I'm not even talking about planted planting. I'm just trying to make us understand why he used this parable. Cause remember in the beginning of that uh, verse in, in Mark four, Jesus says, if you don't understand this parable, how will you understand any other parable? Well, what parable? The one about the seed and the sower. So he's like, if you don't understand this whole thing about seed and sowing and, and, and how that whole thing's work, you won't understand any other uh, 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 parable. It's not by happenstance and it's not by coincidence. Watch this, that Jesus uses this example because, because it's about, I want us to understand the, 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 this principle about sowing and reaping. And we want to talk about that and then we'll go next level with it. Watch this. There's something about this whole thing about sowing and reaping and this agricultural system uh, that, that, that Jesus is using here to explain basic principles, right? Why? Because if we look back in Genesis 8.22, we see that this whole principle of sowing and reaping is a law that God had made manifest on the earth in the beginning. Genesis 8.22 says, look, it says that as long as the earth remains, there will be day and night, there will be hot and cold, There'll be summer and winter. There will be seed time and harvest. And so to associate and partner seed time and harvest time with something as fundamental as existence of day and night, as hot and cold, summer and winter. And so when we think day, night, basic fundamental, when we think summer, winter, basic fundamental, when we think, when we think hot, cold, that's basic, that's fundamental. He also says seed time and harvest. And so the same time that the same way that there is seed time and that there is harvest time, it is as fundamental and as much as a principle as day and night is. It's as much as it's put into motion as hot and cold. It's put into motion the same way summer and winter that 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 seed time and harvest time is is just like those fundamental things. So much so that Jesus says, I'm going to explain to you how the how the word of God is sown into your life. Excuse me. How the word of God is sown into your life. Right. And, And I'm going to use 
seeds being sown as an example. And if you can't understand that, because it's so fundamental, and if you can't understand it based on this parable, you won't even be able to understand anything else because as basic as night and day is, so is seed time and harvest. So I'm trying to make this as easy to understand when it comes to sowing and reaping or the word of God that I'm, I'm trying to make I'm trying to make it as easy to understand how you can receive the word and it grow in your life that I'm going to use something as basic as sowing seed and expecting a harvest for you to understand it. All right. And so we see that. Right. So 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 here's the thing. It's clearly a divine principle. It's clearly a law. It has been in, in instituted in the earth since the beginning. And so and so when it comes to this thing. Can we understand how to be seed time and harvest time minded when it comes to how we operate here on this earth? Because it is a principle. Right. And we see that that's how God works. And it could it could be the difference in walking what God has for you uh, and, and maybe missing something and even not seeing it when it comes. You know, we pray all the time for harvest. How many have been in, in prayer rooms where we pray, Lord, send the harvest. Lord, send the harvest. Lord, raise the Lord, bring the heart, bring it all. But all, well, watch this. But watch this. God's answer to your harvest prayer is sending you seeds, not sending you harvest. So when Krishana prays at noon and you jump on her noon call and she's praying that God sends the harvest, God will answer that prayer for parent. But what God is not answering parent when she prays for harvest, she's, he's not sending parent a harvest to answer the prayer. He's sending her seed, expecting her to do with the seed what, what he's already instituted from the beginning. And so also oh, parent wants a harvest. So what I'm going to do is send her seed. Now what is on her to watch this. She's praying for harvest. I'm going to. So how is God going to answer that prayer? He's going to send the seed. Now parent has to do what with the seed? Parent has to consume the seed. No, no. Parent has to plant the seed. And then parent has to make sure conditions are what? Right for growth for that seed. And so, so now because I get the seed, now I've got to plant it. I, you know, I've, 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 got to, I've got to sow it, right? And so now that I've done what I'm supposed to do with it, I've also got to make sure that the atmosphere around me, I've got to make sure the conditions around me. I've got, and, and, and watch this. That's not always an outward thing. That's a thing inside my heart. That's a thing inside my mind. That's a spirit. So now I've got to make sure that the conditions around what I've planted, okay, are good for growth. And then the harvest is provided. It is established. It is a law. And so we pray for harvest, but sometimes we, now watch this, because I think I'm, t- I'm talking about y'all getting stuff. And that's not even where we're going with this. I'm talking about principles and I'm because you, what you think is going to happen is then I'm going to say, so plant a seed and impact tonight. And God, that's not, no, y'all know we don't even do that. I, so, so be Ma, I want you to relax. Impact's not asking you for no money tonight, Sierra, because y'all know we never had, we never asked you for money. We don't even, we don't even have offering during our service. And so you don't have to worry about that. Relax. We're not asking anybody for anything. We're talking about, because I know when church starts talking to y'all about sowing and reaping, all of a sudden, you know, you know what's coming next. Asking you for money is coming next. That's not what impact does. You already know that. We don't even have offerings, so that's not happening. Watch this. Right. And what, look, we don't even have offering in our church and 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 uh, the amount of giving that came into the church grew by almost almost three times last year. So anyway, um, the, he, 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 so we see that it's a law established. And so what happens is Crystal prays for the harvest. And then and so what happens is we start looking for the answered prayer to be harvest. But it's not the, the what, what will happen is, is, OK, if you want this harvest, there's already something in motion called sowing and reaping. So God will send what says he provides the Bible says he provides, he provides seed to the sower. And so what happens is he provides seeds to you for you to sow. Now you've got to sow and, and, and we can go into conditions for growth if you guys want to later, but that's not what tonight's about. He'll give you seeds to sow and you've got to plant it. 
You also have to make sure conditions are right for growth. And then God will provide the harvest. Now, here's what we need to do. Here's 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 where we need to make sure uh, that we are. Watch this, that when God sends you the harvest, watch this. This is this is where we're going with impact, where everybody else is going to tell you, pray for the harvest and the seed and and you're going to have it. Now give to the church where everybody's telling you all that. Here's where impact is. When God sends the harvest, here's where we want to be. And here's what tonight's about. I will make sure that those who do not have to reap from this harvest, that those who do not have will reap from this harvest even though they did not plant the seed. That, that when God sends the harvest to me, right, that the harvest will be so plentiful, okay, that, that those who do not have can get it, even though they didn't plant any seed here. That the, watch this, that the seeds that I'm, the, who, who wants to pray that? That I'm praying that the seeds that I'm, when we, listen, when we go out and we feed the homeless and we're giving, we're planting seeds. And I'm praying that when God sends back that harvest to me, that, 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 that someone else can benefit from the harvest coming my way. Listen, I can sell out a whole convention center if I say I'm, I'm going to talk about seed time and harvest. And if you want your harvest, come on down to the revival and you're going to, and, 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 and everybody will, and everybody will want to be there. But if I start saying we're going to talk about planting seeds so that we can reap a harvest that other people will benefit from, nobody wants to come. It'll be crickets. But that's okay, because I want to show you in the Bible principle that talks about this. Leviticus 19, 9 through 10, when he's establishing the law, right? Leviticus 19, 9 through 10. It says, when you reap the harvest of your land, this is what he's telling telling, uh, uh, the Israelites, you shall not wholly reap the corners of your field. So he's like, so when you reap your harvest from your land, you're not going to take everything, okay? He says, you will not wholly reap the corners of your field, nor you gather the gleanings of your harvest, as you shall not glean your vineyards. He says, nor shall you gather every grape from your vineyard. Listen, y'all, he's telling you right here that when your heart, he he told them right, when your harvest come, you will not take everything. Let's go. I'm reading, I am reading the Bible and people are not going to like this. But but this is how we this is how we roll in the impact because I thought we was going to ask for money but we're not asking for money we ask for nothing watch this I'm reading the Bible Leviticus nineteen nine through ten it says when you reap the harvest of your land watch this you shall not wholly reap the corners of your field nor shall you gather the gleanings of your so watch this you shall not reap he says you when you, when the harvest of your land so your when your harvest comes watch this he says you shall not wholly reap the corners of your field, meaning you will not take everything that is yours, that you will not consume everything that I'm giving back to you, that even though you sowed this seed and now there's a harvest, you won't take all of it. He says, nor shall you gather the gleanings of your harvest. So here he is. You shall glean, but you won't glean all of it. You shall gather it, but you will not gather all of it. Verse 10 says, and you shall not glean your vineyard, nor shall you gather every grape. Come on. I see. I see you, mom. I am reading the Bible. He says, watch this. He says, nor shall you gather every grape in your vineyard, meaning that, yes, all these grapes are in your vineyard. And yes, all these grapes came from your harvest. And yes, all of it came from seeds that you sown, but you will not gather all of it. What did he say? You shall leave them for the poor and the stranger. I am the Lord your God. I'm done. Look at the sign in the back. Look at that. 
I got <laughs> I'm trying to, listen, listen, I know I know when they teach y'all so someone in reaping in churches, that's because they then they're gonna do an offering and say, you know, now it's time for you to sow. I ain't asking nobody for nothing. We never ask for we don't do offering at impact. Y'all just give when you want to. And 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 the sowing we talk about here ain't got nothing to do with whether you give the impact or not. Because listen, when you give to other people and when you of your time and of your energy and of your efforts, and sometimes sometimes you, it ain't about giving to the church, you sometimes you go into your own cabinets and We'll put groceries together for people who are in need. You are sowing seeds. Uh, listen, Krishana, when Krishana goes on her noonday prayer uh, and her, her Zoom at noon prayer, she is sowing seeds all over the place. And 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 so and so it ain't about money. Y'all know we. Y'all, yeah, I'm, I'm sensitive to keep saying it's not about it because y'all know how I am. I don't want anybody confused about it. Watch this, Leviticus twenty three twenty two. Because because watch this, we need to understand that every single thing in the harvest that comes our way is not for us to take. Oh, can you leave it even though it's yours? Can you leave it for somebody else, even though it's in your field, even though you sowed the seeds, even though you make the conditions right for growth, and even though you were the one who waited and now you see the harvest, can you leave the corners? Can you not take every grape? Can you not glean? Watch this, not from someone else's field, because if God tells me not to glean from parents' field, that's fine because I understand it's parents' field. But when he tells me not to glean from mine, can I leave what is mine? mind what I sold, what I made sure the conditions were right. And then I waited. And then now I have the harvest. Can I not gather every single thing that's in my field? But just like the Bible says, can I leave them for the poor and the stranger? And then he closes that out by saying, I am the Lord, your God. Watch this, which has nothing to do with what he just said, other than this is me telling you to do this. Okay. Come on, come on. That's a, that, that is out of place in that sentence to say all that and then to say, I am the Lord your God. That is because he is telling that, listen, here's what, I, here's what you should do. I am the Lord your God. Telling you. Now watch this, Leviticus 23, 22. Same thing, here we go. When you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Don't listen when the har- you praying for the harvest, Lord send, the, Lord send it. And now we understand that when, when we pray for the harvest, we're not looking for the harvest as the answered prayer. We're looking for seed as the answered prayer. And then we plant it, right? Conditions are right for growth. And then growth happens. Now we're told when we, watch this, when we reap the harvest of, of our, of our land, of the seed, that we should not take everything from it, that we ought to what? Leave them for the poor, uh, for the foreigner residing among you, I am the Lord, your God. Twice we see this in Leviticus. Twice we see this. Who's, who's ready to say, I planted the seed. I made sure that it, conditions were right for growth. I waited for harvest time. And now when I see all this, I'm not taking all of it for me. <laughs> that's impact sowing and that's sowing and reaping that makes an impact because we listen we have songs about harvest time and songs about I you know reaping and all you know my season my time is my mine my, my, my we have songs about mine 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 and me 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 and get 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 and we dance and stuff in church and I know because a lot of us we struggle with certain things we want to make sure that we have but God says you will have yours if you sow the seed and if you make sure conditions are right he says but but when that harvest comes, don't you take everything for you. I'm ready to leave some in the field, y'all. I'm, re- I'm ready to, because, and, and, and what's crazy, what's crazy is, is that I was working this week for a, a, a colleague of mine 
who had who uh, I've done some production work for, and she has a huge business opportunity coming up. I mean, a huge business opportunity coming up. And and just this afternoon, it fell on me so hard that as far as praying for it, I've been praying and praying and praying. And then the Holy Spirit spoke to me and 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 literally and literally said the the seeds that you sown and the harvest you're expecting. Are you willing for her to have it? I want her to have this so bad. I was like, yes. I was like, take, because she's she's not a believer. She don't, I said, God, these the seeds that I've been sowing, take whatever's coming my way, take this, take it, and please give it to her. Give it to her. And and right then and there, he said, impacts God. Because remember, Wednesday I was saying we might do a Friday night thing. Right then and there, earlier today, I was at my mother's house do, finishing a project up. And right then and there, when I prayed that, he said, Impact's got to have a Friday night thing. That, that's, that's sowing and reaping in a way that has an impact. When you can see, remember, because we talked Wednesday about how Jesus looked at the woman who was in the funeral procession for her, in the funeral uh, procession for her son. And when he looked at her, he looked on her with what? Compassion. Can people of impact, can impact fellowship? Can we, can we look at people and have so much, have so much compassion that we say, Lord, when this heart, because, because we've all been sowing seeds. Parents been sowing seeds. Brenda's been sowing seeds. Brenda be helping people out, man. I am not even going to get into it. Brenda be helping people out. She, and, and Brenda's the type where Brenda's going to help people and she's not going to text everybody about it. She, gonna, she helps people out so much and she's not going to put on Facebook like who she, you know, helped out with money and all this. She, you know, Brenda just does it. Um, but, and niece has got a great, I mean, everybody's been sowing these seeds. And what God is saying is, can you also look on compassion with those who don't have and say, when this harvest of mine comes, I'm, I'm, I'm just going, I'm going to, I'm going to take, but I want this for them. I'm sowing these seeds for them. Not for me. I'm sowing these seeds for them. Watch this. The most famous gleaner in the Bible is Ruth, Ruth chapter two. Let's go Ruth two, uh, uh, Ruth chapter two, verse two through three. Watch this. Now, no, Naomi had a relative, watch this on her husband's side, uh, a man of standing from the clan of Imelech, right? It says whose name was Boaz. And Ruth, the Moabite, said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone whose eyes I find favor. Naomi said to her, go ahead, my daughter. So she went out into a field and began to glean behind the harvesters. Because remember, that was allowed that if people do doing the harvest, you can glean behind them. And also the edges of the field would be left for people. And so it says she went to glean behind the harvesters. As it turns out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. Now, here, now, here, now here's the thing. We used, we, because Ruth and Boaz ended up getting together, we always use this as an example when it comes to, you know, um, you know, at any, you know, you can name any kind of, um, you know, singles retreat or single women's conference. And they're going to say, you know, find your Boaz. But she was working in the field. She was, no, no, no. Ruth, did, Ruth was poor. Ruth didn't have anything. Remember, she left the land. Ruth had nothing and clung to Naomi and came there. She was doing that because she didn't have anything. Um, now we can do, you can talk about marriage if you want to, but the principle here, it was the fact that she was gleaning from his field and Boaz was generous to allow people to do it. And then she, she caught his eye and he allowed more for her and told people, hey, y'all look out for her. You know what I mean? And the generosity of Boaz 
to not only allow her to glean from the field of what was left over, but to say, leave extra for her. You know, how many of us are able to look out in the field and forget the romance stuff, but to, to, to be a Boaz who has the harvest and see someone, I'm not talking about relationships, but see someone out in the field who's in need and say, who is that picking in my field? I want to make sure they have extra. I'm going to leave more than just what she can glean up. I'm going to leave more than just what she can find on the edges. I'm going to leave more than what he can get. I'm going to make sure that they have more than what they need because I, so watch this. We want the heart. We want what? A harvest where people can and will glean. Okay where people can and where people will glean from what we're able to harvest. And so some things we got to understand. Number one, I understand what to do with my seed. I have to plant it. I can't consume it. Uh, You know, I can't hold on to it, that the seeds that I have have to be planted. Um, and, and, and we can talk about, you know, if you, if you sow in the flesh, you reap of the flesh, you know, uh, and, and we can talk all about that stuff. And so I'm not just necessarily talking about money. I'm just talking about or resources, just, it, you know, kindness, whatever, love. Like I have the seed. I need to, I need to plant. I can't hold on to it and I can't consume it. It has to be planted. So we have to make up in our mind. I will plant seed, whatever seed is provided to me. I will plant it. Right. Number two, we understand that we have to have the right conditions for growth. And so I will nurture the seed and I will make sure that the environment in my life and the environment in my heart is conducive for the seed to grow. Number three, I have to understand that when I harvest, watch this, I will recognize and take what I need and leave the rest. Ah, watch this. Even though it's in my field and even though I planted the seed and even though everything that sprung up from that seed in my field is mine, I will take what I need and I will leave the rest for other people. Oh, my goodness. I will be what? Content. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't like this. Y'all ain't nobody coming to church next week. Nobody. Watch this. Y'all, yeah. I will, I will what? I will be content. I don't need, I don't need all that. I see, I see you, Krishan. I see you, Nisi. I don't need all of that. I know, I know what I need. Here's, here's what I need. I'm taking this. Who else needs something? Because see, the thing is, I know that I can always get because I understand sowing and reaping. And so I know as long as I plant and keep conditions good, my harvest is always, I'm always going to get harvest in due season. I'm always going to get it. But what I need to do is make sure that those around me who don't have can also pick from this harvest. Watch this. I will allow those who don't have to glean from what I've got. I will not be stingy. I'm not going to be stingy. <laughs> I'm not going to be stingy. I got enough clothes. I'm not going to buy myself no more. I'm going to buy somebody else some. Uh, I got enough shoes. I'm not going to buy myself no more shoes. I got enough. I'm going to buy somebody else some shoes. Or at least I'm not going to buy no more. <laughs> Y'all better get ready for radical this summer. Y'all better get ready for it. Because we go in there. I will allow those who don't. How is anybody, watch this. How is anybody going to glean from your harvest when you pick it up and consume it all yourself? How are they going to do it? How are they going to pick from, Watch. I see you, Brenda. How is, listen, you got a raise. Oh, thank God you got a raise. How is anybody other than you going to be blessed by that raise if all you do is consume it? Oh, uh uh-oh, uh-oh. Yep, yep, yep. Praying for a raise. How is anybody going to be blessed by that raise if all you do is eat all of it up as opposed to letting others glean? Are you willing to let somebody, are you willing to let someone else glean from your raise? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I won't be stingy. I will give. Watch this. And here's something else we need to understand, too. In my Ruth season, not, not, not in my single woman season looking for a Boaz, but in my Ruth season, in my gleaning season, I will not be too proud to glean. That when people try to help me, I won't be too proud. Because the truth of the matter is, some of us, go through, we go through different seasons. We go through seasons where we have plenty, and we go through seasons where we're harvesting and, and, and we got enough. And then sometimes we go through seasons where we need help paying the light bill. Or we, listen, now with the gas prices, then we go through seasons where we need some help at the gas pump. Sometimes we go through seasons where we need help with rent or help with mortgage. Sometimes we go through seasons where we need help with food to eat. Come on. And in my season of need, I will not be too proud to glean, to ask someone for help uh, 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 from, from, from their harvest. We done. Friday night, take that into your weekend. Uh, I'll pray. And if anybody want to unmute, you can feel free to do so. If you, if, 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 if you got something you want to share about this tonight, but take this into your weekend. I'm going to post this on the Buzzsprout page. Um, um, we are feeding the homeless on Sunday. If you want to come here to help pack things, we start packing at eight. We're done by nine. Um, uh, and and um, uh, we're down at McPherson Square at 10 a.m. Let's pray. 